0: Opposites are things that are as different as can be, come on and learn some opposites with me. You're listening to CounterThink, revolutionizing the way creative minds work. I'm Alexander Berardi. If you're doing anything the same way this year, as you did last year, you're in trouble. Well, the trouble might not come from the way you're doing things, but it's coming. The only way to avoid it is to maintain a constant awareness of the inevitability and the necessity for change. Change is inherent in nature. From the tides to the trees outside your window to each and every cell in your body, there's nothing within our known universe that remains the same. And there's not a damn thing you or I can do about it. Except, that is, anticipate and embrace it. Counterthink is all about changing the way you think about everything. Counterthink is a learnable skill and a practical art. But counterthinking, by its very nature, resists perfect definition and rigid rules of conduct, as does music, painting, and any other art form. Being accomplished in any art takes practice and more practice, years of it, You can start practicing now and make it your most valuable asset from here on out. And if you continue to practice every day of your life, you'll soon become a master and win a master's reward. I'm sure you give it little thought every time you slip on a new pair of shoes, but somebody, somewhere, had to make them. In the early days, shoes were made strictly by hand. To achieve a proper fit, the customer's feet had to be duplicated in size and form by creating a stone or wooden mold called a last from which the shoes were sized and shaped. I've got two pair of custom handmade Italian shoes that were handcrafted by an old Italian shoemaker in Tuscany using a very similar technique. Although exquisite in their material, fit, and construction, each pair took well over a year to make and cost upwards of 3000 U.S. dollars. And that's how it was back in the mid-1880s and for centuries before. The shoemaking process required a great amount of skill, took a long time to complete, and a pair of shoes cost quite a lot of money. A counterthinker is someone who can look at the very same thing everyone else does, yet see something entirely different. Thousands of people a day can walk past an empty lot without giving it a second thought, without even seeing it at all. But one will see it not as a vacant lot, but as a beautifully landscaped park, filled with the laughter of neighborhood kids, a community gathering place, a venue for evening summer concerts, or a site of a new neighborhood clinic or a small business that serves the local community. He or she will do something, build something, create something worthwhile for the community, and in the process... Become rich. That's how it was for Jan Ernst Matzlinger, a young African American born in Dutch Guyana in 1852, son of a white Dutch engineer father and a black slave mother. As a boy, Jan Matzlinger apprenticed in a machine shop. At age 19, he went to sea in a merchant ship. His travels took him to Lynn, Massachusetts where he found work as a shoe-stitching machine operator at the Harney Brothers Shoe Factory. And it was there that he first noticed the problem. Making shoes was a complicated, laborious process. It went something like this. First, you sew the various parts of the shoe top together. Next, you shape the leather over a wooden model of a human foot called a last. Then, you sew the top to the inner sole. It took great skill to bend, shape, and hold the leather top while you stitched it to the bottom, and there was no machine that could attach the upper part of the shoe to the sole. A craftsman, known as a hand laster, did all this manually. A skilled hand laster took decades to learn his craft and can produce about 50 pairs of shoes in a 10-hour workday. It was a slow and laborious process, but shoes had been made in the same manner for centuries— and no one bothered to ask why. Until Jan Metzlinger. Metzlinger knew he could solve the problem. He had an idea for mechanizing the shoemaking process and began working on it immediately. After five grueling years of nonstop effort, scrounging parts, and going without food to buy materials, he finally obtained a patent for his invention in 1883. Jan Matzlinger's new machine could produce between 150 and 700 pairs of shoes a day, cutting shoe prices across the nation in half. When you ask yourself why something is the way it is, you're performing the highest function a human being is capable of: deliberate creative thought. As a counterthinker, when you hop into your car and ask yourself why your steering wheel is round, it's not necessarily because you want to invent a square one. It's because you're practicing your art, the art of creative counterthinking. You're deliberately reshaping your mind, and along with it, your thinking. Thinking differently works to expand our creative mind and open our eyes to new possibilities. Then, when you apply counterthinking to your work, your home and family life, your mind becomes like a scalpel in the hands of a skilled surgeon probing, dissecting, exploring, cutting through the old ways of thinking and typical ways of doing things, and exposing the new and better ways that lie just under the surface. Counterthinking is really a lot of fun. Practiced right, it's like an exhilarating game. It makes for great conversation at the dinner table or on a long drive, and it can really get the creative juices flowing at a boring Monday morning meeting practice regularly. Counterthinking opens up your creative awareness and will change the way you see and relate to the world around you. In the evening, for instance, you might find yourself asking questions like, why am I sitting here like a mesmerized goat, watching people kill mythical zombies on my television screen? Isn't there something more interesting, more rewarding I can be doing with at least part of this time? Isn't there a subject I'd like to know more about? What about a book I've been meaning to read or a podcast I've been wanting to listen to? One hour a night adds up to a shitload of time, and time is one of those things that we can't buy any more of, and it's a good idea to use all that we have the very best way we know how. One single good idea can change your whole life. A great way to harvest good ideas is to sow the seeds of curiosity in your mind at every opportunity. Everywhere you go, take notice of the things and the people around you. Examine how people are currently getting the job done and, like Jan Ernst Matzlinger, ask yourself why. Keep your eyes and ears open to what people are griping and complaining about. In marketing, We refer to these common problems as pain points, and they are the breeding grounds for innovation. When you encounter a common problem, take that problem and hang it on an imaginary hook and walk all the way around it. Examine it from every angle, like an artist or a sculptor or a surgeon would. Poke at it, probe it, twist it and stretch it into new shapes, Turn it inside out and upside down. If something isn't working as well as it should be, or even if it's working just fine, try looking at it from the opposite side. Can you figure out a better or more profitable way of getting the job done? Ideas are free for the taking, and counterthinking is a great idea generator. Make the art of counterthinking a part of your life and your attitude, and you'll find the world filled to the brim with great ideas. If you keep at it, one of these days, you're going to get an idea that will revolutionize your life and make the world a better place. In the meantime, just looking for that idea can be a lot of fun. This is Alexander Berardi reminding you, ordinary thinking produces ordinary results. If you want the extraordinary, you got to start thinking opposite, counterthink, and revolutionize. of no. Fast is the opposite of slow. Happy is the opposite of sad. And good is the opposite of bad. Early is the opposite of late. Crooked is the opposite of straight. In is the opposite of out. And quiet is the opposite of loud. Opposites are things that are as different as can be. I'm so glad you learned some opposites with me. And that's a wrap. Good job, everybody. And you too, Barardi.